Our first lesson comes to us from the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. Before faith in Christ delivered us, we were imprisoned by sin, beaten down by bad mistakes, and choked by desires that we knew were wrong. God knew we were sin's prisoners, but he provided a way of escape, faith in Jesus Christ, who is reaching out to set us free. Listen to hear the word of God as it comes from Galatia 3, beginning at verse 23. Now, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, you are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. The word of the Lord. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Today marks the second time I am honored to preach when the occasion calls for addressing multiple celebrations. Mm -hmm. The first was February 14th. Mm -hmm. It was Romana's, my wife's birthday. It was Valentine's Day and it was Transfiguration Sunday. <laughs> all rolled into one. Today, thank God, the celebration of our graduates and the Holy Spirit delighting baptism of William Samuel Humphreys Needham is taken off my list. <laughs> now in chronological order, we have Juneteenth and Father's Day to celebrate. If I am to arrive at the benediction before noon, I guess I had better get started. <laughs> now listen to the second lesson from, the ch from chapter 8 of Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome and believers everywhere, beginning with verse 12. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we 
may also be glorified with him. Please pray with me. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. And if anything I say strikes a positive chord with anyone hearing my voice, may all credit be laid at your feet as a humble offering. Amen. If I had to choose the context for today's message, I would say it is a combination of life in the spirit and what it means to be able to cry, Abba, Father. Biblically, Abba is the title of honor that literally means father and is used as an invocation of God in Aramaic, Greek and Latin, God as the model father. Regarding life in the spirit, when a person becomes a Christian, he or she gains all the privileges and responsibilities of a child in God's family. One of these exceptional privileges is to be led by the spirit. Paul in Galatians 4 Verses 5 through 7 reminds us, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you no longer are a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir of God through Christ. The scripture today on the bulletin cover embodies the charge of nurturing William Samuel lovingly accepted by Kristen and Shane and by his new WPC family of faith, a charge none of us can take lightly. Amen? Amen. Amen. Perhaps you recall Pastor Chris in her message last week regarding our ability to overcome evil with good said, none of us can get there alone. There's a reason why so few people are called to monastic life separately. We are called to help one another grow in faith. That reminded me of daily readings from the Desert Fathers. This is an incredible book, and I would recommend it and 22 others like it. To your reading. Desert Fathers were early Christian hermits whose practice of asceticism in the Egyptian desert, beginning in the third century, formed the basis of Christian monasticism. Following the example of Jesus' life of poverty, service, and self-denial, these early monks devoted themselves to vows of austerity, prayer, and work to which I would add, imparting sagely and spiritual wisdom to monks, nuns, 
and the laity. The character the Desert Fathers cultivated among their protégés is the character we should hope all fathers would emulate. Here is one example I felt fit in with our weekend experiences. It is on the topic of obedience. Abba Moise of Bellos said, obedience responds to obedience. When someone obeys God, then God obeys their request. There was a Abba, Abbot, father in a monastery. And they had, several fathers had gone to him. And they said that Abba Silvanus, which happened to be my father's name, had a disciple in Sidus named Mark, who possessed in great measure the virtue of obedience. He was a copyist of old manuscripts, and the old man loved him for his obedience. He had 11 other disciples who were aggrieved that he loved Mark more than them. When the old men nearby heard that he loved Mark above the others, they took it ill. One day they visited him, and Abba Silvanus took them with him, and going out of his cell began to knock on the door of each of his disciples, saying, Brother, come out. I have work for you. And not one of them appeared immediately. Then he came to Mark's cell and knocked, saying, Mark. And as soon as Mark heard the voice of the old man, he came outside, and the man sent him on some errand. So Abba Silvanus said to the old men, Where are the other brothers? And he went into Mark's cell and found the book in which he had been writing, and he was making the letter O. And when he heard the old man's voice, he had not finished the line with the O. And the old men said, truly, Abba, we also love the one you love, for God loves him too. The implication here is that fathers, as do mothers, have an undeniable essential role in the life of the family to help cultivate the virtue of obedience. Ideally, it would take both. Single parenting families struggle. Today, I'm addressing fathers. Yesterday marked the first official celebration of Juneteenth as a national holiday, and for many, many people, an incredible milestone in the history of our country. Alex Haley, the author of the 1976 historical fiction novel, Roots, depicted arguably one of the cruelest, socially devastating strategies that served to maintain chattel slavery in this country from 1776 until the last slaves were freed on June 19, 1865. 
two and one-half years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. That strategy, intended to destroy the black family, it was accomplished by the subjugation of black fathers. In roots, Kunta Kinte was the father character subjected to public ridicule and torture, a strategy that proved to have long-lasting impact. Today, the criminal justice system and mass incarceration of black and brown people, particularly men, continues this injustice. This was and is lamented during vigils called Night Watch that began with the first on December 31st, 1862, about which Frederick Douglass wrote, it is a day for poetry and song, a new song. These cloudless skies, this balmy air, this brilliant sunshine are in harmony with the glorious morning of liberty about to dawn upon us. This was pinned as they waited in secret for what they heard would be their freedom based on the directive of the president in the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was during that first night watch that the welcomed news of the signing of the Declaration, uh, Emancipation Proclamation, the first mention of official freedom was announced. With continued injustices, economic disparity, voter suppression, and inexplicable killing of black and brown people, watch nights continue to be observed in many congregations on New Year's Eve, even today. During the nearly five years I pastored at Community United Presbyterian Church, we celebrated watch night each year. This calendar, a history of racial injustice. I've shared this with many of the members and officers of the church. And if uh, you are interested in having it, uh, all you have to do is see me. It has on every single date in the calendar, the history recorded of whatever took place on that day in a particular year. It is an incredible resource of history. This calendar was published annually by the Equal Justice Initiative in Birmingham, Alabama, and was very much looked forward to by every member of CUPSI. Sisters and brothers, while I was praying and writing this message, I repeatedly asked God why this was the message I could not shake. The answer I kept hearing in my heart was, tell my people the truth. At one point, my mind wearily drifted to the movie that featured Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, A Few Good Men. In that movie, Cruz pressed Nicholson to tell the truth about his violation of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, to which Nicholson shouted in boisterous rebellion, 
the truth. You don't want to know the truth. As we simultaneously celebrate Juneteenth and Father's Day, my prayer is that in this time of recovery and restoration, our hearts and minds are ready to hear and accept the truth. So as Christ promised, we can all be set free indeed. Amen and amen. Pray with me, please. Father God, I pray you found me obedient. Amen.